Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. It's amazing to me when you think about the underdog in this game. The first thing that comes to mind is actually the favorite, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Are we what talking you? about? Are we talking about tonight's Magic game? Oh, uh, we are not. Oh, we, we're actually talking about the Super Bowl. Magic Heat, big game tonight. Super I mean, Bowl. I guess technically it is a big game, right? They both have winning records. Magic have been good this Ish. year. Yeah, <laughs> the Heat went in the tank, and then all of a sudden, you know, we, we still can't forget about them. That's the problem. It's a buy low spot for you, but but more on that later in the show. You were talking about the Super Bowl. I forgot that that was this week. I know Daytona's a week from Sunday. I'm getting very excited for that. You know what I missed? Um, I used to work with Bart Scott, and it was like, at times, I was driving down the freeway, and Bart was in the passenger seat but he would reach over and grab the wheel and steer us right into the center median. That's what that was right there. It kind of felt like it for yeah, a moment. a little bit. It was great. It was mm-hmm. great. No, I like the I'm, – I'm not joking. I love the spontaneity. I love it. <laughs> Keeps I, you on your toes. Keeps you I nimble. I am not – I don't know if you can tell this by looking at me. I am not a man that has ever been guided by a particular plan <laughs> his entire life. Not exactly fleet of foot, <laughs> as they would say. <laughs> well – you, this is really a topic for you, because when you bring up the underdog in this game, I do not think of the Kansas City Chiefs, and yet they are two-point underdogs in this game to the San Francisco 49ers. And I guess I, I just got to ask this question. What is it about that that makes this point spread so fascinating with the Chiefs favored by two points. Yeah, you got a lot of people who are looking at this, trying to figure out why would Patrick Mahomes be an underdog to Brock Purdy? Well, it's not boxing. It's not one-on-one. All right, you have to account for everything. The Chiefs were underdogs against the Ravens. Chiefs were underdogs against the Bills. Mm-hmm. They ended up winning those games outright, yes. But the way bookmaking works in the most basic sense here, and not to you know try to minimize what the industry does because these guys are brilliant, but they have power ratings. They have numbers assigned to each team, and they take the number for one team, say it's San Francisco's number is 97, and say Kansas City's power ranking is 95. That's a two-point difference. San Francisco minus two. Now, it's not as simple as that. You have to account for weather. You have to account for injuries, location, travel, short weeks versus extended rest, bye weeks, all that stuff. But coming into this game, It's a neutral site game. It is a game where both teams have two weeks to get ready. You account for the injuries. The power ranking spits out a number. You sit there, you discuss it, you post it, and then you let the market go to work. Professionals come in, they have their say, and if you respect the opinion of a professional better and he comes in and he hits you for the max on one side, you might make an adjustment. So to them, it's very cold and calculating. They're not sitting there saying, well, you know, Patrick Mahomes is playing for a legacy alongside Tom Brady. They don't care about that. That doesn't matter to them. 
cold, hard numbers. And they have had the Niners power ranked as the best team in the NFL for a long time. There were some adjustments made after they got shellacked at home by the Ravens. But ultimately, they are a team that if you look at them the last two weeks, they've escaped with wins. They have not played their best football. Remember something. Recency bias is a very real thing. When the Niners play their best football, they are a hell of a tough out for whoever's on the other side of the field. And this Chiefs team, while they're winning, eh, they are somewhat limited on offense in terms of the weapons based on what we've seen in the past. This isn't to say the Niners are going to win. This isn't to knock the Chiefs. It's just to give perspective as to why the market sees this game with San Francisco as a favorite. Yes, it's Mahomes versus Purdy, but it's also so much more than that. The Chiefs are underdogs in name only because I you, I get why all of the reasons why it has looked at this looked at this way, why it's been evaluated this way. But I also understand that you have Patrick Mahomes. And if you're watching what has happened here in the postseason, the Chiefs are where they are because of him. Finally, we have reached the point this year where he has been able to overcome the subpar talent that he has at some of the skill positions. And so with that being the case, don't I at least, based on his history, have to factor that in a little bit more here? You can absolutely factor that in. You know, I work with people, uh, Tyler Fulgham's one of them, Aaron K. Dolan. Like they, they both said this going into the AFC Championship game. I was yelling and screaming about the Ravens. We all know how that worked out, right? Don't need any reminders. My bank account shows me it every single day. But they both liked the Chiefs, and there were a multitude of reasons. But one of the reasons, by the way, ESPN Bet Live back today, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Mm. Boom, that's how you plug Nicely it. Nicely done. We'll be doing it all week. One of the main reasons was Mahomes as a dog. Mahomes as a dog, I don't have the numbers in front of me historically, but he's been fantastic in the role of underdog. Regular yeah. season, playoffs, all that stuff, he has been extremely profitable. He's been extra profitable every way you slice it in the playoffs and every way you slice it as a dog. Just think of it like this. If the bookmakers were hanging a bad number, the professional bettors would be making them pay They'd be for all it. over it. And yep. we do not see this thing moving. It has been between one and a half and two and a half for more than a week. So that should tell you everything you need to know about where the numbers should be. Now, if you look at this and your own power ranking says, hey, Mahomes should be the favorite here, well, then you see a good bet and you should be betting Kansas City. Well, this feels letter of the law and not spirit of the law. Okay. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I do. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I've seen people try to, as a result of it technically being the case, trying to sell Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Brock Purdy is the underdog. Can we be clear about that? I mean, if we're looking at this game objectively, Brock Purdy, who's had a phenomenal season in every way, still fits that underdog role. It may be perception only based on the talent around them both, but ultimately we are going to grade this game or evaluate this game based on how we expect him to handle the big moment. We spent, what, 10 minutes talking about that yesterday. How is Brock Purdy going to handle the big moment? He is the underdog when we talk about things like that. He is the guy that with a good performance in this game, alongside a win, changes everything. Mm. He changes absolutely everything. We know what's at stake for the Mahomes win. He's chasing, he's chasing Brady. We know. 
and and with every championship, with every big accolade, he's going to be put up alongside Brady. He's earned that right. He's earned that right to be in that category. But Purdy winning this game is just going to lead to a monumental shift in how we perceive him in the Niners. People might say now, no, not really, because think just go back and think about Tom Brady beating the greatest show on turf. Warner was an MVP winner. They were Super Bowl winners. That offense was incredible. Actually, when you think about it, a lot of similarities to what Kansas City's been doing the last few years. And here comes Brady as an underdog, a sixth-round pick who had stepped in for Drew Bledsoe. Brock Purdy, seventh-round pick, stepped in for an injured Jimmy Garoppolo and everything else. Trey Lance ends up getting hurt, stuff like that. So here we go, right? Kid steps in, and he starts winning games. And at first you're thinking, well, you know, Brady's probably a game manager. Bill Belichick's a great coach. They have an elite defense. There's plenty of good skilled players. It's the same damn narrative we had with New England back in the day. Nobody was buying into Brady being in this elite quarterback. They just saw the sixth-round pick who was performing very well in someone's system with great players around him, and then, oops, he won the Super Bowl. And he took out the biggest, baddest team in the NFL on the way. And everything changed after that. I am not suggesting Purdy is going to become the next Brady. What I'm saying is a win here over Patrick Mahomes, of all people, is going to dramatically change the way people look at him. This whole game manager nonsense crap and all this, it's Shanahan and it's the players around him. He goes out and wins this game after winning the NFC Championship game the way he did. People are going to see him very, very differently. It was a name that we didn't even bring up yesterday, but truthfully, if you look back at it, Brady that first year was a game manager. Yeah. The year they won the Super Bowl, he was a game manager. It's not like he let a touchdown <laughs> drive at the end. He let a field goal drive. Vinny I mean, Thierry buried a very long field goal in that game. It was long 40s, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. It was like 48, 49, something like that. And I don't think he had to go more than like 30 or 40 yards. Mount Rushmore of game managers. Brad Johnson. Trent Dilfer, mm. Tom Brady. Don't forget Rich Gannon. And Rich Gannon. Except well, for that Super Bowl disaster. Yeah, and the MVP award and, you know, all that. Oh, that too. Yeah. So Gannon on a different Mount Rushmore. Yeah, but Brady's in the all-time game manager Mount Rushmore. It's up there. Think about that for a second. Eli Manning, you know, he's a game manager. And that's that's another point. Mm. Outside of us joking around here about this nonsense, think about Eli Manning's legacy and how you look at Eli Manning. You will always remember the two wins over New England before anything else. The two biggest, baddest wins you could possibly imagine. A team that was going for a perfect record, one of the most feared offenses we had ever seen in our life, and then the rematch a few years later, he leads the team down the field for the game-winning touchdown. I mean, that's how Eli's remembered. He took out Brady twice. There was no fluke. This is how you build legacies. It's not by compiling stats. It's by beating the absolute best. LeBron James beating the 73-win Warriors, that was huge for him. Steph Curry beating LeBron James, huge for him. The legacy isn't just about the wins and the stats and the duration. It's about the who. Muhammad Ali... He didn't have a perfect record like Floyd Mayweather, but he beat Joe Frazier, and he beat George Foreman. And when you look at the the notches on the bedpost from a who who he beat resume-wise, not talking about the other thing, uh, from what I understand, he's quite prolific there as well. But from who he beat on that resume, that's why people say he's the greatest. No one cares that he lost fights. Nobody cares. That's the thing. Mayweather can trot the perfect record out there, but you remember who he fought, and you just think, eh, Pacquiao passed his prime. Conor McGregor wasn't a real fight. The dude's greatness was there, but it's all about who. 
who you take out along the way. That's what does it for Eli, and it's what could do it for Purdy. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. When you're trying to hire and find quality candidates, all the searching, screening, and interviewing can become a job itself. You need Indeed, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to interview, screen, and hire quality people. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. A dynasty is starting in the NFL while a dynasty is done in the NBA. That's next. It's on ESPN Radio, including the iHeartRadio app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Bounce pass Pajemski from Curry. Pajemski back to Curry in front of the logo. Driving on Claxton. Waits. Shoots a three. It's up and good! Curry! 89-80. Stephen Curry now with 22. It's getting bad, though. It's getting bad with the Warriors. Listen, it looks like it's starting to fall apart. And it doesn't look like it's getting better, especially for one of the key cogs of that team's success. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Clay Thompson benched again last night, Joe. Fourth quarter, they don't go to him in crunch time. Two of the last three games happened earlier this year. They didn't extend him in the offseason. And as you can tell from this exchange, Clay, definitely all up in his feelings right now. You didn't close tonight. That's obviously going to be a story. I mean, it's all good. Yeah, these guys played great. Gabe played great. PP, Jonathan. In a day, winning troops all. Is this, is this an adjustment period for you a little bit? I mean, he's done it a few games, obviously. Yeah. Kid me? Go from, you know, one of the best players. And he did go on, Joe, to say, like, physically, I feel great. Mentally, eh, maybe not, not so much. He's one of my favorite basketball players of all time. 
I arrived in the Bay Area in December of 2014 and worked morning sports talk there for six years. I got there at the start of the dynasty. Like I, I arrived, I think they were on like a nine-game winning streak that December, and people were like, oh, look at this team. I wonder if Andrew Bogut can stay healthy, because if he can, they might be able to contend. Like That was the talking point in the 2014-2015 season. If Bogut can stay healthy, they might be able to make some noise in the playoffs. And then they won the whole damn thing and changed everything about basketball. And Klay Thompson was a huge part of that coming out of Washington State, right? Not just offensively. People remember the 37-point quarter against Sacramento and and being one half of the Splash Brothers and all the shooting and scoring and game six against Oklahoma City when he bailed them out and extended that to seven so they could win that and go to the finals. People forget about the defense. Elite defender as well. Elite culture guy, team guy, 100% approval rating. You can't say that about a lot of pro athletes. 100% approval rating. Everybody loves Klay Thompson. Everybody loves his dog, Rocco. Everyone loves everything about that dude. But he's reached the end of the line. And he knows it. And it's got to be extremely difficult. He blew out his knee in the series against Toronto. In the training, leading back, he blew out his Achilles. He's going to turn 34 years old on February 8th. His scoring is the lowest it's been since the 2013-2014 season. His rebounding is the lowest it's been since the 2014-2015 season, I believe. His assists are down. His minutes are way down. It's just, it is what it is. And the Warriors are trying to figure out how are we going to maximize the final remaining years of Steph Curry's prime, which should be the utmost priority right now. Because Steph Curry is a top 10 all-time NBA player. And if you have a top 10 all-time NBA player on your roster, you have to do everything. And I mean everything imaginable to maximize every second of his presence on said roster. And that's yeah. going to mean some tough decisions when it comes to guys like Clay Thompson. If you want to hand out the legacy contracts and do things like that, so be it. But they've got some financial decisions they need to make. And I know what makes this tough is that Clay watched Andre Iguodala at the end of his career come back to the Warriors and get to cash in and basically just ride the bench and be an ambassador for the team, kind of like we saw with Haslam in Miami. And Clay's probably thinking, you know, I've done a lot for this team. I'd love to be able to finish my career here, and it just. I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, if they want to win, it doesn't look like he's going to be part of the equation, and it's got to kill him. I'm sure that it does, and it should, because they don't win those championships without him, and I'm glad you brought up the defense, because it's always something that gets overlooked, but if you watch him the last couple of seasons as he has come back from these injuries, the defense has been nowhere close to what it used to be, No, and that's physically a big reason why. Now, when you talk about giving out a legacy contract, didn't they just do that with Draymond? Like, do they need to do it again? What they give him four or five for a hundred, right? When you they look at the details, stupid. When yeah. you look, well, I mean, that's the thing. When you look at what he got versus what some of these other contracts look like, it's that, not a max. It deal. looked a little bit more like a hometown discount sort of thing. Kind of like we'll keep you around, but you're not going to cash in the way some other players might in this similar situation. But you did give him an extended period. Yes. And and that's where the legacy contract, it was four years for 100. Yeah. Like, they are at a point, and I, and I know that Joe Lacob has talked about, you know, we are always going to be at the top. We are always going to be doing everything we can to win and to win right now. And they are at the top when it comes to payrolls in the NBA. I don't 
know how this translates. We're going to hear a lot about this in the next couple of days, and I certainly am not going to take you into the weeds of it, but with these different aprons of levels that uh, you're reaching now in the new collective bargaining agreement, it's going to be so much harder for the teams in the position that the Warriors are to get better because there are more constraints as to what you can and cannot do with trades and such. Like, trying to maximize these last couple of years of Steph Curry is going to be exceptionally difficult. You're right. It's priority one. But this is not let's just go out and make a couple of trades and get more youth around him. This is, they thought they had a couple of those pieces already. They thought they had one of those pieces a couple of years ago with Jordan Poole, and they certainly thought they had one of those pieces with Andrew Wiggins, and Andrew Wiggins has been a nightmare this season. Wiggins has quit. Wiggins has pretty much quit on that team. He's been an embarrassment. Now, he was huge in the championship win over Boston. He was huge. They do not defeat Boston without Andrew Wiggins. But Wiggins has become one of the worst players in the NBA. He's almost unplayable at this point in his career by virtually any metric you throw out there. And maybe somewhere down the line he goes somewhere else and he he has a third wind at this point, but he's almost worthless to them outside of how much money he's taking up. They have got to get him off the payroll as fast as possible. Part of the problem for the Warriors right now, on top of all the money being spent to guys who aren't able to deliver on those financial um, constraints is they don't have the culture they used to have during their championship seasons. They had incredible leadership with a bunch of guys who bought into the plan, and they don't have that now. David Lee taking a back seat, moving from starter to bench so Draymond Green could get the starter minutes that first year, that was a huge move from a high-priced veteran who understood the culture. Guys like Mo Buckets, Sean Livingston, Leandro Barbosa, Andre Iguodala, all those guys who accepted their roles and did everything they could to help that team win, that was what made them special. That's what made them unique. They don't really have that now. They've swung and missed on some young guys. They've got other young guys who have this entitlement to them. Kaminga's starting to play right now, but Kaminga was a problem earlier in the season, and they're still trying to figure out how to piece it all together because they just don't have the full buy-in that they used to. And the Draymond Jordan Poole thing from last year, that didn't help any of this. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. And it's sad to see this end this way with Klay Thompson in particular, but it was easy to see coming given all the injuries he's had. But if you're looking for the numbers to to back up exactly what's happened. I mean, this is a guy that's a, a 23, 24 point scorer for his for his entire career. He's down at 17 this year. He's down shooting 37, I think, from three right now. Like these are not Clay Thompson numbers in any way, and it 100 percent has to do with that defense, 100 percent. Or with those injuries, I should say. Oh, the injuries were killer. I mean, an ACL followed by an Achilles, and you're not 24 years old. I mean, he's going to be 34. He is going to go down as one of the all-time most beloved athletes in the Bay Area. There's no nothing for him to hang his head on, but it's got to be so difficult right now to just not have what you used to have because all he wants to do is compete and win. He sees what Steph's doing. He wants to be able to help more than anything. Clay's the ultimate team guy, the ultimate team guy. It's why I started this whole thing by saying he's one of my favorite players of all time. Being around that guy, he's, in, he's just an incredible person. 
Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. We are headed to Vegas next with the very latest on the 49ers. Sal Powell is going to join us in moments, and he's going to fill us in on the biggest controversy around the 49ers this week. It's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I think Brock's done a great job with the opportunity. You know, he got it, and he's taken advantage of it. He was a late-round pick. I know he's got a chip on his shoulder, and he wants to go out there and prove every day that he's the right fit for that team. And again, I really respect Kyle, but Brock's done a hell of a job. The moment's not too big for him. It's not going to be like, oh, my God, I'm in a Super Bowl. Like, I'm nervous, or I'm going to try to do more. It's just, hey, let the moments come to you. Until they win a Super Bowl, I'm not going to believe that he can evolve beyond the X's and O's that Kyle dials up. It is an underplayed story in this Super Bowl, but not to Sal Palantonio because he's on top of it. Had a one-on-one with Brock Purdy last night on opening night at Super Bowl week. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We welcome in Sal right now, who is with the 49ers all week week out in Vegas. We'll get to Brock in a second, Sal Pal. It's great to have you with us as always. But let's just start here. You have you have covered countless Super Bowls, and the NFL is already saying that Vegas is going to be in the rotation. So how is Vegas as a Super Bowl city so far? You know, it's pretty nice. Uh, the facilities are good. Everything is great. The hotels uh, are fantastic. People are definitely taking care of us. We could do without the rain. It's the first time I've been in the desert in 10 years, and I'm getting rained on. I don't know how that happened, but it's supposed to clear up. You know, and as far as the teams are concerned, their first full Super Bowl practices are tomorrow, and the rain is supposed to clear out this afternoon, so that will be good. Yes. So that's not what we were asking. How are the blackjack tables? Are you, are you on any heaters? <laughs> no, you know, uh, we have this gambling policy now at ESPN. So I'm, I'm going to Starbucks. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not spending, I'm not spending my bucks on the, on the, on the crap, crap shoot table. That's for sure. Uh, Sal, let's talk about uh, Brock Purdy, your conversation with him. What did you learn about Brock Purdy last night in that chat? 
thanks for asking, Chris. I I have interviewed him now twice after they uh, boat raced the Eagles in Philadelphia, <laughs> and and now this time, and I find him to be an exceptionally grounded young man. Uh, he's rooted in his family and his religion. He clearly understands the moment that he is in. And it dovetails with what I see on film. You know, in preparation for the Super Bowl matchup show, we we watched a lot of Brock Purdy, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he does do a couple of good things that will help him, I think, in this Super Bowl. One, he's very good at reading post-snap the late safety rotation that's going to come at him from Steve Spagnuolo. That's one. Two, he's very good at recognition of where the blitz is coming from, and the ball comes out of his hands quickly. You know, his QBR is pretty advanced for a second-year player against the blitz. So that's going to help him. I do think that he probably, and the 49ers are probably underestimating a little bit the ability of Spagnolo to speed up the process of the decision-making through their blitz. And all you got to do is go back to the Super Bowl four years ago when Spagnuolo was the Chiefs coordinator and they came back against the Niners. They blitzed Jimmy Garoppolo in that game 54% of the time, which is the highest percentage that Spagnuolo has called the blitz in his four previous stints as a defensive coordinator in the Super Bowl. So I expect them to try to really heat up Brock Purdy in this game. And to me, that's the number one story. Can Brock Purdy in his second year, uh, you know, decode one of the best defensive minds the NFL has had in this generation and lead his team to a Super Bowl title? You know, having sat with him multiple times now, do you get a sense that he'll be able to handle the big stage and the bright lights early? This is a real close point spread. So ultimately, how the first quarter plays out, going to play a huge role in the final score of this game. And they haven't been good, Joe, No, in the first half of either of the last two games, and particularly Brock Purdy. And it was a point of emphasis coming out of practice in Santa Clara. I asked about, I asked about that last night to Brock. I brought it up to him because it's something that he has been talking about. They must start faster. So how do they start faster? Well, it's not Brock Purdy that has to start faster. It's the running game of the Niners. It's still the foundation of what they do. They have a great running game. They have a great running back who scored 25 touchdowns in 18 games this season, which is phenomenal production. He's got four TDs in the postseason and nearly 1,000 yards from scrimmage in two games against Detroit and Green Bay. So he's the foundation, and they just need to stay with it. And this has been the problem, right? I'm not telling you anything you don't know. It's been the problem with Kyle Shanahan. And the thing that Spagnolo did to Lamar Jackson against that Ravens great running game in the AFC Championship game is he baited Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson to throw the ball. They dropped back 82% of the time, and they got dump trucked. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter with the Niners all week. Listen, Kyle Shanahan's been here before as a coordinator and as a head coach, and we're being honest, in, in both situations, has not exactly distinguished himself here, Sal. Why will it be different for him this year? Well, you would think he's learned the lesson the hard way, obviously. Um, you know, getting shut out in the fourth quarter of two Super Bowls as a coordinator and a head coach is not good. It's just not. And, you know, they were up 20-10. to 10. 
against the Chiefs with six minutes to go. They were up 28-3. to We all know what happened in that Super Bowl. It became a bumper sticker in New England. So um, they, they absolutely cannot get down early. I can't emphasize this enough, Chris. If they're down early, there's not going to be a comeback, okay? There is not going to be a comeback. They have to maintain an early lead and be in a position at halftime to ride it out. If, they, if they're down early, they're not going to come back against Bagnolo and this Chiefs defense. You know, Chris Jones, just a little side stat, he's the most double-team player in the NFL this year. Uh, Travis Kelsey is the most double team player on offense in the NFL this year. So when you have two players like that, that you have to account for with two bodies on offense and defense, it's very hard to come back. Anybody who knows the, the calculus of an NFL game knows that that's very, very difficult. But here's one thing about Brock Purdy. So as a starter for the Niners, when he doesn't have a turnover, he's 13 and 0. Wow. Sal, one thing we were curious about, and it's kind of a two-part question, there's a lot of talk about the Niner practice field on the UNLV campus, how it's not up to snuff, how the team's apparently upset with it. Is that an issue for the 49ers right now? Well, they they doused it last night. Uh, A, I was sitting 10 feet from Roger Goodell when he said, listen, we had experts out there. The field is playable. It's not an issue. Go out there and practice. Okay. End of story. And then Kyle Shanahan was asked about it last night on opening night at Allegiant Stadium, and he said, it's not an issue for us. We're going to go out there and practice. Now, it's raining today here. The Niners do not have practice today. The players are off. We are about to do some interviews and a live shot uh, or two on SportsCenter and NFL Live at the Niners Hotel. So the players are not leaving today. But tomorrow, they're going to have their first full practice on that field. So, you know, it's my plan to revisit it for sure after the practice. Hey, how was the field? How did it hold up? What did you use in terms of cleats and shoes? How was the footing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll we'll definitely reexamine it. You know, I'm not done with the story. Uh, But unless and until we have somebody on the record from the 49ers barking about it, we're just going to move ahead and see what happens. Okay, the follow-up to that. Last year, the game field in Arizona was a no, I knew huge... you were going to bring that up, Joe. <laughs> Joe, I, Joe, I knew you were going to bring that up. You know, I'm glad that Evan, you know, gave me a little bit of a heads up. Go ahead. What do you got? What's your question <laughs> on the field? Come on. I'm always looking for those angles, Sal. We may be talking during the <sighs> week, but I'll always see you on Daily Wager now, ESPN Bet Live, Sunday mornings. You know how it works. I'm curious, the field was a mess last year. A lot of guys slipping. Both teams complained afterwards. Could lead to some big plays. Maybe there's some props out there on that. Maybe there's not. That's for another time. I'm curious, though, having been the story last year, this is another indoor stadium that has a field that wheels in from the outside. Any concerns over this year's playing surface? Well, let's hope they learn their lesson. Everybody. Um, the league <laughs> and the two teams, and they all have the proper shoes and they're all prepared uh, to make sure that the field is playable because you don't want to go 0 for 2 in the Super Bowl on the field. Definitely not. 
Sal, awesome stuff. Continue to enjoy the week in Vegas and looking forward to chatting some more football NFL matchup on Saturday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN2, and then Sunday, 6 a.m. and 7.30 Eastern on ESPN2 as well. Sal Pell, thanks, brother. Thanks, Sal. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sal Palantonio, ESPN NFL reporter. In just moments, we were just talking about the issues that the Niners are dealing with at their practice facility. Andy Reid, he's got some issues that we have to address next. I got a big problem with the big fella. That's on the way. Here we go. In moments. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, and on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They said, what? I have to believe one and one is three. I, I can't, I can't uh, operate where one and one is two. They said, what? So, Andy Reid, we know his fondness for cheeseburgers, and he was asked about them last night, and we need to get into this because I got big problems. I got big problems. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. Are you a big burger guy or not? Yeah, uh, yeah, I enjoy a cheeseburger. Okay. Ridiculous question. Wait, why is that a ridiculous question? You're in excellent shape. I'm not in excellent shape. And here's how this works. You're either like vegan, vegetarian, or you like burgers. There's not, a, there's not a person who doesn't like burgers that doesn't fall into like the vegetarian, vegan category. So yes, like it's a, I've never said anything about being vegan or vegetarian. You should just assume I enjoy burgers. You're, you're right. If you were vegan, I would have known it day one. Yeah, you know day one. It. If I'm like, I'm, a, I'm vegetarian, like you're not going to ask me that question. But I've never said those things, so you don't even need to ask if I like burgers because clearly I love them. You're right. And first of all, you know, if you're vegan, you're going to let me know within seconds because they beat you over the head with yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's Pilates. Um, what's yeah. the other one? If you do some of those things like, oh, it's a, how do you know someone drives a Prius? Don't worry. They'll tell you. <laughs> And then the other thing is, uh, listen, if you didn't like burgers and, you know, you weren't vegan, you're not an American. So you're an American. I wouldn't do that to you. Take it back to the Soviet Union. It brings the conversation from earlier today full full circle. So here's Andy Reid asked about it last night at opening night of Super Bowl week. Top three cheeseburgers. 
Oh my goodness. We can go across the street, uh, get an In-N-Out burger. Tommy's, Los Angeles. Yeah, Hawk, we'll throw Hawkins in there. Where's Five Guys? Five Guys is up there. Okay, a couple things here. First of all, we can't go to individual places that nobody's heard of, all right? I don't know Tommy's in Los Angeles. It's fantastic. I've never been there, but when I was working with Doug Kazarian, who's from Los Angeles, he spoke very highly of it. People from L.A. speak very highly of it. Andy Reid was asked for his top three. He gave his top three. You can't get mad that a guy answers a question honestly. Like You can't do that. Okay, well, listen, uh, again, what do I do? Relate to the people. Common man. Big fella, that's what it is. All right. Andy Reid is a common man. I expect a little bit better. I just want to know burgers that we have all known and loved, and so I have my top three burgers. All right. And ones that we will all be familiar with, Joseph. Okay. And uh, first of all, I've got a couple of honorable mentions. And the reason I have So is this the classic top three Carlin list that has 19 options on it? Because this we did this the other day. You did a top five, but your number five was two teams that were tied. So it was a top six. Yeah, and it is. And the reason is this is, well, this is my Sophie's Choice. This is you asking me to pick amongst my children. That's what it is. That's what it is. And it's no secret. So that what I are don't we doing? Working three up, working five up. How, what's the? I'm going to work from three down. My two honorable mentions. First of all, In and Out is honorable mention at best. Okay. Let's leave it at that. And then, uh, just because of the name, and I haven't had it, but they have a one and a half pound burger. It is a chain out west called Fat Burger. I would be all in on that. So just hold on. Just to be clear, the integrity of this list has a burger listed in the top five that you've actually never even had. Yeah. And the reason is, Joe, they have no pretense about themselves. They call themselves Fat Burger. Yeah. I lived out west for over 12 years. I'm familiar with Fat Burger. Like, okay. You, you saying it like it's some revelation for me. They were all over in Las Vegas. Well, I've Joe, seen we, them everywhere. I've been there multiple times. We all I've actually eaten it. You haven't. And That's, yet it's on your top five list. Well, it's there because I I absolutely celebrate their spirit. That's what I do. This list is something else. This list is number something three. else. Let's get to number three. I've had enough of you. Number three, Joe. We got to turn to Whataburger. Whataburger in the Midwest in Texas. Oh, my God. That burger is delicious. Have you it's, had this burger? I have many, many times. Okay, so you I have, have had, had it. Okay, just I, wanted to yes. make sure because, yes, honestly, jerk. that does require yes. clarification. Yes, jerk. Yes, I have had all of the burgers on my top three. Okay. Okay? Okay, good. The Whataburger is succulent. It's juicy. For fast food, I defy you to find something better at a drive through situation than Whataburger. Okay. Whataburger okay. number three. Number, number two. two. Number two, we turn to Shake Shack. Just solid across the board. Going to deliver. Never going to disappoint you. And again, cooked the proper way, somewhat in a smash burger fashion. Shake, shake, shake Shack sauce, outstanding. But, Joe, there can only be one number one. Number one. Five guys. Five guys. Joe, I don't know. If perfection exists, but if it does, I'm guessing it's at a five guys because I have never, never once had a bad hamburger at five guys, a bad cheeseburger at five guys. It is amazing. Not just the fact that they cook it on the grill the way they do, you know, on the flat grill, but also that it is 
never, never overcooked. That is exceptionally hard to do. They do an amazing job. There is not a better cheeseburger available to the common man than Five Guys. Your lists are awful. Oh, my God. Absolutely awful. There is no one less qualified to hand out a list on anything than you. The other day, you gave us an MVP list mm. of guys who played in strike, short, and see. What the hell was that list? Evan? Well, that wasn't a list. That was me just saying, hey, did you know that? This yeah. me being an idiot. He listed the five MVPs who hadn't played in 65 okay, games. First of all, right. two of them were them. strike seasons. One was the COVID year. I did right. not list them as if they were opinion-based. I was saying, hey, you know what? There's been five MVPs, and it turns out like a dope. I didn't realize that it was a strike-shortened season Opin- or a lockout. Uh, opinion or not, the list was That was horrible. not opinion. This it list was horrible. Opinion. horrible. This list was just five burgers. These are not the top. These are just five burgers. This list was a complete had. waste of everybody's Four time is what had. this was. This was a complete waste of everyone's time. Uh, this uh, was well, the classic. Where did I miss? This is the classic. All right. I'm going to get in and out in so I can crap on it because that's the popular no, contrarian. In and out right. totally fine. Right. It's good. No. But it is in and out is basically what a burger, but with a better press agent. Right. With better PR. In and out burger. Every time you're there, the line wraps around the building, right? Yeah. The woman who owns it, billionaire, wildly yep. popular, but the contrarian opinion is always to crap on In and Out because it, it sounds really smart. Did I crap on it or it was on my list? It was honorable mention. Go back and listen to it. You crapped on it. It's okay. honorable mention because pff, I'm just gonna leave it there. That's crapping on it. That's no, number I- one. Number two, another burger on this list you haven't even had. And then the other burgers are just, yeah. Everybody enjoys Five Guys. Everybody enjoys Whataburger. Like, there's nothing about that list that does anything for me. Well, At least Andy Reid Andy named a place that I think to myself, if I'm ever in L.A., I'm going to check that place Tommy's out. I've never heard you, of that place. You I'm gave trying me a to place. relate to people who actually can get to burgers anywhere as opposed to just at one spot in You're LA. upset Andy Reid gave you one you've never heard of. You, you gave people Reed. one you never ate. You, you and gave Andy people Reed. one you never even ate. Not, I do not need to hear about you and Andy Reid burgers and the glitterati. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.